Hello and welcome back to another episode of Talking Pack, the official sports podcast of the Meta Sagebrush. I am your host, Derek Raritan, and with me, as usual, is Dominic Gutierrez. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? It's been a week. It's been a very cold week, to say the least. I don't like it. It's very annoying. I don't know how you feel about it, but I am very, very annoyed. I, in a PG term, I don't like it. I, like it. <laughs> I, I hate the cold. I, I like it. I don't like this cold. It's annoying to me. Anyways, so on the docket today, we have football finally won. Woo. In what? I think the number was over 400 days since yes. our last win. 413 days. Yep. Nevada football finally took a dub, though wasn't pretty. It was very much still a dub. So we're going to get into that and see what the rest of the season could look like now that we actually have a win under their belt. You know, not our belt, I've learned. But before we get into that, we're going to get into a week in review, starting off with men's golf. Don, you want to take that one? The men's golf competed in the Visit Stockton Pacific Invitational on October 16th through 18th. The men finished off the first round in 11th place out of 17 teams, but quickly slowed down the positions as the tournament went on. In the end, the team finished 14th. The team also finished up their fall schedule and now look to train for its official season in the spring. Alrighty, then women's soccer played two games in the past week. The first was on October 19th, where the program lost to the Boise State Broncos on the road. Then the women lost to Utah State a few days later on October 22nd, 1-2. With their Mountain West Conference tournament hopes on the line, the women's soccer team will take on the UNLV Rebels at home on October 26th, needing a win or a tie to clinch a spot. And the volleyball team played in three matches this past week, unfortunately losing all three. It started with an 0-3 loss to Wyoming on October 19th. The Wolfpack went back home to take on Colorado State on October 21st, also losing the match 0-3. They most recently took on the Fresno State Bulldogs Tuesday evening in Fresno. The Wolfpack lost that match 3-1 and dropped to a 6-16 overall record and 2-9 in the Mountain West. Nevada junior Sia Lilly reached 500 career kills in that match. The Wolfpack will return to Virginia Street Gym on Saturday, October 28th, against the San Jose State Spartans. Got it. And Women's Swim and Dive took on California State University East Bay and the University of California Davis on October 22nd in a dual meet. The Wolfpack women won against Cal State 205-88, but lost to UC Davis 96.5 to 202.5. The Women's Swim and Dive team now looks to October 28th, where the program will take on Fresno State University in Fresno, California. And Lastly, the football team took on San Diego State on October 21st, beating the Aztecs 6 to nothing, and finally ending that losing streak of 16 games. While the offensive production was uninspiring, the defense was the highlight of the game. The pack held the Aztecs to 47 passing yards and 204 total scrimmage yards, both season lows for San Diego State. With momentum finally on their side, the football program's next game is against the New Mexico Lobos at home on October 28th. It is also their homecoming game because we are going to be in homecoming week. Yes. So it's very, very a lot on the table. No kidding. And with that, football finally won. Took 413 days. We sound like a broken record at this point. <laughs> but in all actuality, I am very happy for the team. Mm-hmm. You know, and as much as I dog them, I'm going to keep it a stack. I owe them an apology. I have. Now, of course. They still have a lot to prove this season. They still have a lot of games left in the season. They have five. There's a lot still riding on their performance in these last five games. But man, I do owe them an apology because I dogged on them. I admit it. I was 
very critical of them. I was very critical of Brendan Lewis, though he deserves it. I was very critical of just the team in general, but they finally performed against a team that, honest to God, was doing really good before this game, right? Yeah, I mean, I know right before us, they had just beaten Hawaii uh, 42 to 21, so coming off a pretty Solid. Yeah. And there was, they were, they, and they were, they were kind of in the, you know, playing that middle ground. Of, you know, they weren't really on top. They were about maybe sixth place, I think, heading into the game against Nevada. So they weren't too, they weren't high up there. No, but still middle of the pack. Yeah, exactly. To kind of put a funny phrase out there, yeah. but like, you know, <laughs> funny the pack. But no, they were like middle of the pack when it came to the Mountain West. Yeah. And we went in there and shut them out. This is, I, I have to remember this. Uh, this uh, statistics. If I remember correctly, this is the first shutout win we've had since 2011, mm-hmm. and this is the this is the first road shutout we've had since 2006. Yeah, that was pre-Kaepernick days. When that's when everybody kind of gives a damn mm-hmm. about Nevada football. Yeah, so it's it's to see them do that on the road against a team that was riding a really really high momentum wave coming into our game. That's outstanding, and yeah. I will say it was a tale of two games. And I want to get into like sort of like a good, bad, ugly type of thing mm-hmm. going into this. First, good Nevada defense. We mentioned it during the weekend review, but holy hell, did they out just they balled out. This is the potential that they had coming into this season. I think they did. Like this is what again. Everybody talked about offense and how it was so highly recruited. Mm-hmm. How we had this four-star guy from high school coming in and, you know, hopefully he's going to lead us to the promised land. We had all these position players come in. We had a young but fruitful offensive line to come through, right? And then out of nowhere, in, our defense has been the thing we, most people have been talking about for the last, what, almost month now? Kudos to them. Kudos to the Nevada defense. They carried that game. And that's not just that they... Um... You know, they obviously, you know, we can talk about how well they've been playing, and a lot of that is because of how well they've been able to take away the football from the opponent. I mean, we've seen already on the season, I know Nevada is a defensive unit. They have eight takeaways so far, and I know linebacker Drew Watts has been a dog in that scenario. He has, what, four fumble recoveries? He had four fumble recoveries in the first four games. I believe so, yeah. around there. So, yeah, it's just they've been able to, you know, their tackling has looked a lot better, their ability to take the ball away. That's been the biggest thing of why they've been so successful. Mm-hmm. And I know, yeah, Drew Watts, he yeah leads the country with four fumble recoveries, and his third on the Wolfpack was 30 tackles. So he's he's been leading that defensive unit. But Who is that again? I'm so sorry. Drew Watts. Drew, no, Watts has been a dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am so happy for this defense. They're yeah. doing so good. And, again, before we get into a like, sort of like a quote-unquote bad, shout-out Nevada offense, you didn't have a turnover. That is true. They didn't mm-hmm. have a single turnover. Yeah. I am proud of that. I am proud of them for that because we've had such a bad issue with our time keeping the ball. Not just like possession time, just like like being able to just hold onto the ball and being able to like actually do things with it. That's been two of our biggest issues when I on our offense, and they at least fixed one of them. The ugly part is the second part of that is the fact that they were barely able to do anything with the football. Six points. You didn't score a touchdown. Now, of course, you only done that twice this season, but you only scored six points, and and they were off of two field goals, which hey, also another good thing. Brennan Talton is now the Nevada leader in field goals made. Congratulations, Tim. He's the best kicker in Nevada history in most regards. And I believe he's also the Mountain West all-time leader in field goals made. Is he actually? Yeah, so he's. it's fair to say he's cemented himself as one of the top kickers in the Mountain West. Yeah, he, for a very good reason. He is a dog. 
Good to him. He also missed two. He did. They're also yeah. from 40, from mm -hmm. like high 40 yards. Okay, we can't expect everybody to be a god. That is fair. But good to him. Amazing. That's also another good. Now the bad. That was piss poor from the Nevada offense. They got him in, they got him in field goal range four times. Yeah. Okay? And it should have been a 12-0 score depending on who you ask. But not being able to efficiently get into the end zone has been an issue with us, the, or with the team. Us, yeah. I'm, I, I use them interchangeably. Us and the team. So I'll, 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 I'm going to continue that. But that's been an issue for the team the entire season is that we can't sit there and be like, yeah, we can go march down the field and we'll get a touchdown. Yeah. We've been stopped numerous times from you know, we're going to be like right outside the red zone or right, right inside the end zone, you know, within 20, you know, 20 yards of the thing, 30 yards of the thing. And then out of nowhere, penalties. Or out of nowhere, we have a sack or we just have a really bad incomplete pass or we fumble the ball and it takes us back five yards. You know, so we have all these issues with getting into the end zone. That I and think the statistic you said is like passing wise, we only had like two. No, no, no. At least Brendan Lewis, starting wise, only has two touchdowns. Passing yeah, he only has two. Yeah, throughout the entire season. Yes, and that is seven games. He has two. Now, I mean, even this past game against you know the Aztecs, he only threw for 98 passing yards. You know, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But you know, and I've mentioned that I don't know how many times on this podcast about his. You know, if Nevada wants to see scoring, especially now, and we'll get into it, but obviously, you know, Nevada's running game is taking a hit as of late. So, I mean, I guess we can just mention it now real quick that obviously a couple weeks ago, Ashton Hayes, one of the running backs, uh, they he got shut down for the season. A few days ago, it was said that Sean Dollar is a starting running back, is in concussion protocol, so it seems unlikely that he might suit up for the New Mexico game. So, especially going into that game, which we'll talk about, you know, later on when we preview it, but there the passing game is getting more and more relied on now and whether you need to make a change in the quarterback room I don't know but either way you need to be able to get that passing game going especially with the wide receivers you have on this team who okay. have shown that they can do a lot with the football if you give them a chance and I think the worst part is they did that when coming off of their best offensive performance in the entire season UNLV destroyed us right we talked about that last week but the fact that we were able to put up, I think it was almost, if not above 400 yards of offense yeah. and get multiple touchdowns, that felt good. Mm -hmm. Offensively, we did good. Just, you know, sadly our defense didn't do nothing. This past week, the roles flipped again. The inconsistency has been killing us. And I think Bianco needs to start this week. I think it's finally time. He's he's proven time and time again when he comes in and late in the game that he can get something done. Yeah, he, he ha at least has that factor of, you know, yeah, he can run no doubt and I mean not to say Lewis hasn't shown it because there has been a couple games where especially UNLV as a most recent where he was slinging it downfield you know? and it was nice to see that but he's too inconsistent with that and Bianco at least we know he has he kind of has that variety of okay he can you know take the football run out of the pocket and scramble for 10-15 yards but he also isn't afraid to sling it downfield if he knows there's a, there's a receiver open and Lewis he's just you know not trying to bat on him too much but he's you know he doesn't see it at the same way he's definitely more of a you know run first kind of guy and I mean he's lead, when he's leading the team in rushing yards you know that kind of tells you all you need to know more kind of a, Lar a Lamar Jackson-esque type which I don't mind if we had a Lamar Jackson type quarterback yeah. starting for us if he was still getting the passing touchdowns that Lamar Jackson exactly. did yeah you That's know it's it's 
inefficiency of Lewis that really causes the issues in our offense a lot of the time. And not to mention, Bianco's a freshman, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Right? He's a freshman. Imagine you give him these last, like, five games just to give him a little bit of experience. We have Air Force. Air Force has been dogs recently. They're 19th in the nation. They've been dogs. So that's going to be a little bit of an issue depending on – not even depending on – whoever we play. It's going to be an issue regardless of whoever we play, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's just one of the games where we just kind of, kind of mark our calendar and just go, yeah, let's, uh, damn. <laughs> Unless big changes happen. Right. I could be proven wrong. But, you know, there's so many games. We have New Mexico. We have Hawaii. We have, who else do we have? We have Air Force, Hawaii, New Mexico. I'm missing two, I'm missing two teams. So, I know it's, we actually don't play Air Force, but I do know it. Do we not play Air Force? Uh-uh. I think this was... It's Wyoming. We we do play Wyoming at the end. That's the issue. Okay. Yeah, but no Air Force. But we Time go. to look up the schedule on the fly. Because I <clears> after it. this weekend against New Mexico, we go. We play Hawaii at home, and then we go on the road against Utah State and Colorado State, and then we end the season at home against Wyoming. Okay, now that I see it. Also, we're ninth in the Mountain West now with that one win. I'm very happy about that. I just saw I'm, – I'm looking at the standings now. It's very happy. I'm looking at the schedule at least – Two of our next games are winnable. 100%. If I don't know how, I know I haven't been keeping track of Utah State exactly. Haven't been keeping, you know, Colorado State took the Colorado Buffaloes to overtime. Utah Utah State and Colorado State are definitely two teams. They're, they're harder. They're kind of on the fringe of um, they have a chance to make a bowl game. They have a chance to just completely fall apart. So those ones are definitely going to be tough. So I think... You know, this this game against New Mexico is going to be kind of your statement drive yeah. for Nevada, if, especially for the coaching staff if they want to have a job next fall with the Wolfpack. Like you said, Hawaii has always given us issues over the years, but that's another game that you could sit back and say, you know, we have a lot better chance than, say, towards the end of the season, especially ending against Wyoming. Yeah, it's, it's this is crucial. This is going to be a crucial time for the Wolfpack. And I think, can they do it? Yeah. We need the offense from from UNLV, and we need a defense, not necessarily from San Diego State, because San Diego State defense, that was an anomaly. Mm -hmm. Let's kind of put that out there. It was an amazing thing. If they can repeat it, God bless. That's not something that we should expect every single week. Right. I think if we had UNLV offense, right, so like against UNLV offense, and against Kansas defense, we win at least one or two of these games because that was a shootout against Canvas. Or, uh, Canvas. Kansas. Wow. Kansas. I am. I, I still have school in the brain. School mode. Yeah, no kidding. But no. So if we can, if we can put together a solid three, four quarter game on defense, and then max our max our offense out, I think we beat New Mexico. Mm-hmm. We potentially beat Hawaii. Hawaii has always had a number though. They're the big boys. So I don't know if exactly we they, we lost to them even there in the, like the end of the Carson era Romeo Dubs Cole Turner train. Mm-hmm. So not certain about that one, but I think we definitely have a chance, especially with recent regard. And then the rest is just a, sort of a crapshoot, but we have a chance. The the football program have a chance. They have a chance. Yeah, and like you said, it's just and I've mentioned it before. You know, you you really only want. Not want, but you can afford to have only one side of the football really click to win, you know? Like yeah. the last game we saw, the defense clicked and, you know, it came out with a win. So. But I've been saying that too much, and it's time. I mean, when your offense is only averaging 15 points per game compared to 33 points you're giving up to opponents, you know? Like, no wonder why you only have one win so far. Right. So it's, like you said, if 
And even if that means starting a different quarterback in Bianco, then so be it. But we, especially like I said, with dollars out, with Hayes out, you know, you can't you can't rely on the running game as much as you have been anymore. And Unless even, you put Brendan Lewis at running back. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, he technically does that already. But even besides that, you know, like they've shown the ability to throw, you know, throw the deep ball. I think the USC game was the only time we've had a receiver go over 100 receiving yards. And that oh was against God. USC. The first week of the season, yeah, too. Yeah, like all the other games we've had, no, none of our receivers have gotten to that mark. And it's, you know, when you see guys like Devlin Campbell, like those are guys who should easily be getting over 100 receiving yards every game or at least a few touchdowns every game. And they're just, they're not getting the touches. And we see a few times when they do get the ball, wow, they make some spectacular catch 40 yards downfield, and all of a sudden we're in the red zone. Or it's that, or like a fumble. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I, I'm biffing the tight end's last name right now. You know who I'm talking about, the one that got Latu. Latu, thank you. Latu had a 30-yard catch into the UNLV red zone when he messed up his ankle. We need to keep our guys healthy and happy. And right now, most of them are one, they're not the other. Or eh, I can't speak on them, but I can only assume that their lack of touches is not promoting happiness oh, yeah, amongst sure. play. Oh, mm-hmm. So I can only speculate. I can't say nothing about that. Anyway, so getting into it now, we have New Mexico this week. Mm-hmm. What needs to happen in order for Nevada to start a winning streak? I think it's, and the thing with New Mexico is, you know, they've been a very, I mean, they're coming off a win too, you know, so both teams are looking to kind of start a winning streak, go two in a row. I think the biggest thing is handling, again, the passing game, Um, because I mean, New Mexico has... (laughs) Sorry about that, bro, I got distracted, my bad. No, I thought something happened. Okay, no, it's fine. Start. Um, what was I saying? New Mexico. Them going into it. Right, right, That's right. going and all okay. that. Sorry so, about that. No, yeah. you're good. Um, That's staying in. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing with New Mexico, I mean, they're obviously coming off the big win against Hawaii, and their rushing game, excuse me, not the passing game, was has been pretty on top for Mountain West wise. Right. Um, so it's again, you know. It's going to be another, you know, defense kind of not completely taking over the game, but, you know, it's one of those things where Nevada wants to compete. It's going to have to be kind of a back and forth that we were hoping to see in UNLV. So it's going to be more of that. I won't necessarily say shootout. I don't think it's going to be that high scoring of a game, but I do think it's going to be one of those where it comes down to New Mexico is going to score, you know, and they're going to score pretty quickly. So it's whether or not Nevada can have that ability to respond quickly or if they you know, take their time and continue to go three and out and whatnot throughout the first half, third quarter, whatever the case is. I was going to say, when it comes down to how how New Mexico fares against opponents before this, mm-hmm. their run game is better by about almost 100 yards. About, I would, what is that, quick math, uh, 96 yards rushing-wise. Or, yeah, 96. Meanwhile, they're passing. They're losing the passing game by about, what, in total, almost 300 yards. I'm looking at their stats right now. That's why I'm just like, I'm I'm trying to quick pass whatever. Kind of rough. But, yeah, you have this going on where their passing game may do what they need to do. They may not. Their run game has been their strength. They've been scoring, literally, it says 29.9, so 30 points a game. You have to remember your identity on offense and how it has to change. 
like you were saying. We can't rely on our rushing game. Mm-hmm. Or at least we could, but... That's going to be a lot different now. Yes. Meanwhile, New Mexico is going to do their thing. They're going to score when they score. You got to... You got to... Be able to respond this weekend. If you can't, you're gonna lose again. And it's just it's how we mentioned before, you know, it's really just gonna rely on momentum too. I mean, Nevada finally winning a game, you know, they have a lot of confidence going into this one. And New Mexico in their past six games, they've only won two games, two out of those. And yeah. one of those was the last week against Hawaii. So there's a lot of you know, you see the different momentum factors. New Mexico finally got that win too. So both teams are kind of they're coming in strong, not only wanting a second consecutive win, but you know, they're both gonna be playing their asses off, you know, because both, they haven't really been playing well to start, and I mean, New Mexico, they started off 0-3 before they got their first win, so it's one of those things where, you know, regardless of however the offenses are playing for both Nevada or New Mexico, it's, both of them have that higher level onto them now because of coming off those two wins, so I think it's going to be, you're going to see a lot of scoring early, you're going to, you know, you're going to see that kind of more it factor come out earlier in the game. I don't know. We have to wait to see what they do. This is going to be a slugfest. Or at least it should be. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried, man. I want to see this team do good. I want to be proud of our team again. I remember fresh. I, again, multi, mentioned multiple times. I remember freshman year, walking into Mackey Stadium, chilling there, seeing the football team run out. All of a sudden, Carson Strong tossed a 60-piece tutty. To Romeo Dubs, mm-hmm. and I just sat there in amazement. I'm just like, oh my god, we have something here. Yeah. And then it just got progressively better and better from there. So I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what this team does, because I really want them to do good. Yeah. I was gonna say I already, I apologized earlier, but I will say my critique has never not been warranted, at least in my eyes. If it, if they want to come to me and talk to me about stuff, they can. And, you know, it's whatever. But I very much want to see this team do good, and I hope they do. I really hope so they do. what would you say? Do you have a final prediction you want to give? Man, as we open as a favorite, which really? is really good. I believe like when the uh, things opened up, um, when Vegas opened up, we were a two-point favorite. So I don't know exactly how they factor in the home advantage mm-hmm. in that because they do actually have a point thing that they give teams when they're at, when they're at home. Right. I think it's like plus three when you're in the NFL. So if you see a team that's like minus three, then uh, what's it called? It's, it's something that's supposed to be like an even game. The pro- I, I want to see them win, so I think I'm gonna pro- I'm, I'm predicting they're gonna win. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a low scoring game, especially if the defense continues. So I think it's gonna be we're gonna go with we're gonna go with 20. To 13. I think it's going to be a lower scoring affair. I think Nevada's going to get two touchdowns, two field goals. And I think New Mexico's going to get one touchdown, two field goals. Yeah, we're just going to have to see how they do. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with how weak the rushing game is going to be for this week, especially if Dollars is out, is what scares me a bit, especially since they rely so much on that. Right. Um, So I'm going to say... New Mexico winning, but I will say it's going to be more of a lower scoring and kind of closer game. I'd You're say, a traitor. <laughs> I'd say 23 to, 23 to 17. Okay. New Very Mexico. similar scores, but we're throwing it in different ways. Yeah. Fair enough. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like with no starting running backs, Lewis is just going to try doing everything himself, and it's not going to work. Unless we see Bianco get some work in. Which we could. The I mean, boy <laughs> the boy can get some work in. Hopefully. Who knows? 
Anyway, that is the end of our episode. Dom, thank you so much again for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. Um, if Make sure to follow our socials on Twitter or X. It's Talking Pack UNR. And on Instagram, it is Talking Pack. TikTok will eventually come. I'm... I'm uh, we'll get it eventually. You're an old head in that department. Huh? You're an old head in that department. I am very old headed in that department. I, I, I don't know TikTok yet, so we're going to figure that out eventually. Also, now we're on things like Spotify, Samsung Podcasts. We're working on Apple Podcasts too. So, very much, we're, I'm proud of it. Looking forward to it. It's going to be, we're going to get a bigger audience now. Very much proud of that. So. Yeah. Follow us wherever you can get your podcast, except for, except for on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, excuse me, because I uh, realized uh, we don't have that just yet. We're working on that one, too. But yeah, so I was your host, Derek Raritan, and again with me was Dominic Gutierrez. This was Talking Pack. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you all next week. Have a good one, y'all. Thank you. <laughs>